Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, the historic Busted Open Podcast. Why? Because I'm Tommy Dreamer and I'm flying alone. This is my first time ever doing it by myself, but no, I got the nation and I got Paul, I got Gabby. And I got Andre. They're all helping me on today's historic episode. And what are we talking about? We're talking about the return of the man. Man, she commands the audience. I love watching Becky Lynch. We're also talking about the bloodline. Are you feeling oozy? I know I'm feeling oozy. And we're talking about Seth freaking Rollins and Austin Theory. Right now, tune in to the Busted Open podcast. Uh, Becky Lynch on that microphone is money. Uh, I've said this before. Becky Lynch at one point was the biggest star the WWE had, uh, both male or female, uh, on the roster. She was the man. She was the reason why we were tuning into Monday Night Raw. Having her back, I never liked the... um, I never liked her coming as in a heel. I just love what she's done and seeing her back being so great on the microphone and it was different um paul i will go to you first tell me your thoughts because you brought a a very very interesting statement as well as i agreed with a lot of what you were talking about all right so for starters even before you get into becky right last night's raw took place at the norfolk scope so i'm gonna lob a softball question to you tommy why is the norfolk scope uh an important building in WWE history. Uh, it's important because my hardcore cafe is right across the street from the Marriott where I brew my hardcore cafe. So that was one little shout out to my hardcore cafe peeps. And I was supposed to do an appearance there, but I couldn't because of all my travel. But next time I will be doing it. The Norfolk scope, first of all, that's NWA territory. Um, and if I'll tell you why it's important to me is because that's where the great Kali body uh, gave me his finish on the steps. And I thought I broke my back. So, why is the scope famous? I don't know. You tell all me. All right. Well, those were all interesting answers and very good. Uh-huh. But WWE and the Norfolk scope go hand in hand because in 1998, that is where the WWE invaded WCW with DX. And honestly, last night kind of felt like a WWE invasion on itself in a sense. Interesting. So you have... You have Becky Lynch returning, and what it does is several things, but the biggest thing is it adds big-time star power to Raw, and it allows like a leader to be on the show and take that first segment and really make it hers 
And then obviously she went into the audience, made her promo feel different. And then the promo with Bailey was maybe Bailey's best promo since she's returned. Like you actually felt like heel Bailey was back. And maybe that's because she wasn't with damage control and they came out later. But the chemistry between Becky and Bailey was like undeniable. So there you have the two of them going at it. Then damage control does come out. And they have a brawl backstage, which makes it to the concession stand. And the best part about that was you do it at the beginning of the show. And Tommy, you know better than anybody else on the show. You go to a sporting event, you go to a baseball game, maybe you get there by the first or second inning. You don't get there an hour before the game. So there's plenty of people still filing into the Norfolk scope that now get to observe a brawl in the concession stands between Becky and Bailey and damage control. It's like there was a lot going on in that first segment. And because it was a commercial free hour, it just felt big. The whole first segment of raw just felt huge. That was my full, like ah, I'm into it right from the start. And I, it, they didn't lose my attention. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I love what they did. It was different. When you are a baby face, you are fighting for the people and when she went into that crowd, man, that's a dangerous thing. That's a dangerous thing for anybody because you have a live microphone with a crowd. Um, and her with Bob was great. Her with the other guy, eh, not so much. Zachary, um, yeah. <laughs> Zachary may have had a little too many cocktails uh, early, but it was just, like I said, entertaining and different. And then here comes Bailey. And that interaction, even the camera angles that they were using, seeing Becky amongst the fans was so great because she is the man and she is fighting for those people. And then even the ad lib, which was like so part of the attitude era or people who are great promos, like when she was just like, don't call Bob a peasant and Bob sucks. And, and, you know, that is just so, so different. And like you said, it was great. And then I love uh the two women coming down becky fighting her way up fighting to the back a nice brawl segment and when you are the man you could take on uh all three women and uh have that uh brawl a concession stand brawl uh i love when it, it broke apart and yes i know like some of it like ecw we would just fight everywhere you have to have some restraints because they have all the fans for their safety because you know, you could see when they're kind of roped off uh, that area. Just again, the fans get to witness it. They get to be a part of it. But it was uh, it was hot. Gabby, what you think? Gabby, I, I cannot hear you. There you go. You, oh, he didn't hear me up. All right. Everyone relax. Everyone's trying to, you know, make me be quiet because I've been screaming. I thought it was my voice. I've been screaming all weekend. I had my own kind of Survivor Series, if you know what I mean. Um, anyway, <laughs> something I think that's interesting you said, Tommy, was that you liked something that Bailey had done. And I think what's so amazing about Becky coming back is she's coming back, not only highlighting herself, but now making Bailey even better. Because the last few weeks, one of the biggest complaints we've had is Bailey and damage control and kind of just like, why are we listening to this? Why is this always here? Last night, I can easily say was the first time I was even more invested in the Bailey that I liked. And in damage control in general, to see what's going to happen next now that Becky has become part of the equation. I think she made Bailey better last night. Like you said, the the Bob comment was hilarious. Paul popped even when we listened back to the rejoin because he pops every time for it. So to have someone like Becky come back, 
to not only get herself over, she doesn't need to, but to literally make everybody else better around her in the storyline is something not a lot of people can do. And that's why she's so, so influential in being part of Raw and the rotation every single week. So like you guys said, I loved what she did last night. I think being a man of the people and going out into the crowd was one of the coolest things that I've ever seen. And I think because she's a female too, I kind of think it's a powerful thing for her to have done because we've seen a lot of guys go out there and they're kind of fearless, but she's fearless. she's a badass Becky Lynch. Like, And I was not very into Becky Lynch this, that last time that we saw her on screen. I was like, she's a little confused. She's being a heel. I, I don't know what's going on with her. The crazy glasses and stuff. Like, This is the Becky that feels very comfortable to me and that I enjoy watching because it's an organic Becky Lynch that I want to see kick Bailey's ass. And I didn't give a shit about what Bailey was doing before. And now I do. So I think to bring in someone that can make everything else better is really, really cool. I loved what the women did last night. And it's the first time I can honestly say a highlight of something on Raw was from the women's division. And that makes me excited because it's been a little rough lately, Tommy. You know, we've talked about that. Yes. Uh, and I thought we'll get into the other women's matches, but they kicked the show off great. Andre, your thoughts about the uh, opening seg? What I love the most about this is Becky is out in the crowd. How often does WWE ever do that? I've been going back through my, my memory. There haven't been, and there was no security guard standing next to her. Yeah, I think the last time they had someone go down that, you know, go down through the crowd through those stairs is the Shield some years ago. But even with the Shield, they didn't do a promo and interact with the crowd the way Becky did. The last time we saw something like that might have been maybe 10 years ago with CM Punk. So yeah, that was, it was, was uh, different. It was good. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchitz. Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchitz's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Start off with this excitement, this and again, because we're always going against something, obviously Monday Night Football. We are now, and Paul brought up a great point, commercial free, even though we are pitcher and pitcher at times, uh, commercial free, and that's key to hold the people. And I feel everybody did. And then to go from that, which then flowed into the very next segment, everything 
gave me enough of excitement to want to continue to watch as well as to breathe for a half a second and move on to the next segment. Paul, do you agree? I do. And you actually brought up an awesome point there too, about the commercial free Tommy and about Monday night football, like the Pittsburgh Steelers do have a very big fan base, but the reality is the Steelers and the Colts are a lousy Monday night football game. So it was really smart of WWE to go commercial free because they could hook the audience and keep them knowing that you had two teams that were kind of like on the bottom. Like it ended up being a good game, but that was later. Like you had a good opportunity to hook the audience and they took every opportunity and going commercial free was really smart. And just one more thing I want to add, because Gabby nailed it um, earlier on when she mentioned about Becky being back. Like a rising tide floats all boats. So you suddenly care not only about Becky, but she's right. I cared more about Bailey. I even cared more about damage control than I had maybe the, in their entire run. And that's not being disrespectful. But when you have two people that can play off of each other like that, everybody wins, including, as you always like to say, the fans. <laughs> that is true. Uh, another thing, so so for the nation, so you can understand that, that call to go commercial free, that's straight up from the network. And you can suggest it if you're that program being WWE or when AEW does it, um, when you do commercial free or when you do overruns, trust me, they're a big, big thing uh, within the industry. And I'm talking within the television industry. And it's a lot of uh, moving up the corporate chain to get those things done. And you got to think about it because who pays for a lot of your bills those are the commercials and you're asking for hey we want that prime real estate of 8 to 9 p.m not to air commercials and that's big and that's the belief that the usa and the nbc universal family has within the wwe and the power of professional wrestling which again i'm telling you for so you understand it but it's also so it's key to realize how great like professional wrestling is to the game of television and why we're always, you know, viewing it and, and even going over when we always talk, you know, uh, Tony Khan always talks about, you know, demos and all that stuff. But when you're able to, hey, we and you look at the shows when they extend into that next, you know, that third hour at times it used to be, you know, during the Monday Night Wars, because you could add that because everyone's changing the channels at different hours. Um to add into your ratings but for that it's also just belief in in the network and the content that you're putting it on and then on the wwe's behalf you have to go full throttle and like you also said uh paul star power and that opening segment had star power i mean you're going to open up first we have the man and then we're going to go into the next segment which i thought was great with uh Rhea and Mia and those two women crushed it. I'm a massive fan of both women. And then we have some interference and then we're going into uh, an eight man, which is kind of like almost a rematch from what we saw the night before. And it was even a better match action, 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 and continuing, continuing the storyline because, hey, Mia got screwed. And and as simple, the one good thing, a lot of WWE does not do a lot of men versus women, but Mia body slamming Finn Balor. 
that got a pop of pops. And then what do you do when you take it to the highest point? You take it away. And, you know, Rhea Ripley gets the pin. Rhea Ripley gets the heat and their crew moves on. And and it's funny because I remember how everyone started like, oh, without Edge, this group's nothing. This group's not going to get over. And I equivalent, I equate this to the Jericho Appreciation Society. When Jericho had his all his guys, even me and Dave were like, huh, this group's never going to get over. With this new group, even that Edge endorsed edge was taken out so edge could be then a baby face upon his return but edge helped get this group over and they are a mainstay on uh monday night raw and must see i love their entrance but that group is a formidable group and moving up in the world of uh groups like the horsemen and all that stuff uh gabby you got any thoughts on this killer dark brooding group yeah, no, I I love it. And something that like made me pop last night was Corey saying like, oh, how many girls wish they were in like Rhea's shoes or something to be with Dom? And I was like, sir, I believe it's the other way around. I think every man wishes they were Dom because Rhea, to me, I- I'm very happy with Judgment Day because of Rhea Ripley being so intricate in this group because I loved Rhea always. Oh, I've always been a very, very big Rhea Ripley fan. And now it's kind of a very comfortable falling into place. This relationship, this dynamic between her and Dom is like the highlight of Judgment Day for me. If you talk about, I don't know if you saw the video of them on Thanksgiving, like going to Ray's house and beating him up. Like they're hitting it from every angle where someone like me who doesn't have to know the in-ring stuff or like what's going on can be invested because it's like a soap opera. This is, this is some... This is some emotional investment kind of stuff you got. And she wears the pants. It's it's awesome to see it. I love what's going on with the Judgment Day. And I have to kick myself because I did not think I was going to like it when Edge left and was gone from it. I was like, this is going to, this has been five minutes. All right, it was fine. We tried it. It's going to fall through the cracks and it's not going to be anything. And it's almost a blessing in disguise that Edge is, is not in it anymore because I think they are formidable, like you said, and everything that they've been doing on Raw, even if it's repeat matches or with the same kind of people, I'm still invested in them as the Judgment Day, and it's only getting better. And this dynamic between Dom and Rhea, I, I, I seriously love it. I don't know if it's because I can relate to it, you know, because she's uh, a headstrong female and she's she's carrying this guy around with her, but it's it's really, really interesting to see. And just something that the caller said about Charlotte coming back and Becky, I want to hit on because in general, I'm telling you right now, if that was Charlotte last night instead of Becky, it would not have been the same reaction. It would not have been whatsoever the same scenario because if we're going to talk heel baby face, like Becky coming back as the man of the people is the uber baby face Becky Lynch that every single fan loves. That's not Charlotte. It's just not. And, and the way Becky left it with Bianca, the end of that storyline, the end of that 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 battle that the two of them had, it only makes sense for her to come back in this way. And Becky does not need a title to be Becky Lynch. And that's what's a beautiful thing about her. Um, I would personally rather see Charlotte on SmackDown. I think she's needed there much more than Raw, especially with Becky being back. So that's my opinion. I disagree with the caller on saying they would rather see Charlotte than Becky. I don't think... And, and, and Tommy, I don't know if you agree or disagree. If it was Charlotte last night, I, I don't think it would have been the same reaction, the same star power, or the same kind of storyline with Bailey and damage control whatsoever. 
Agreed. Um, uh, One thousand percent agree. I, I disagreed with the caller, but like I, I said, hey, he's a he's a Charlotte Flair fan. I mean, Norfolk, Virginia is Flair country, but yeah. Becky is a different type of performer than Charlotte Flair uh, in the sense of the eyes of the fan. And I just feel what they did last night really, really worked. Talking about star power, even without the head of the table. Uh, Roman Reigns uh, not being there. The four men walking to the ring was super duper great. It had this built up anticipation that we were going to see some greatness because after what we saw, the main event of Survivor Series, which I loved, man, I was so happy that I got to uh, tune in and watch it. I was uh, after the convention, I kind of fell asleep and I was like, oh, wait, Survivor Series is on. I woke up right for the main event. Great wrestling and storytelling. Um, man, they worked and it was proven. If I can, again, uh, if I'm going to nitpick two things about Survivor Series, number one, even though it's war games, even though um, it's a anything goes, no DQ, the referee was right there to see the nut shot when he had a fallen wrestler right next to him where all he had to do was turn to check on a fallen wrestler. All you got to do is ask the wrestler, hey, are you okay? You don't need to see it. It was in every camera shot. You were in the wrong spot. It was not your fault. But then, as I tell every referee, protect yourself. If I was the producer, the agent, or the owner of the company, I'd be pissed at you. Uh, my other thing was <clears throat> in the women's uh, war games, uh, I would have saved Becky Lynch's off the top of the cage for last. I would have only had her do it just to be the biggest explain, uh, the biggest part of the finish. I, I love what all the women did. That moonsault was insane. Uh, everybody jumping off the flying cross body, but I would have saved one gigantic move and given it to Becky Lynch uh, as the finish. But that's just me. The women that they crushed it. Uh, and the main event, love, love, loved it, which then follows into today's, you know, last night's uh, sh with the bloodline and, and now their mission statement. Uh, makes me feel oozy, makes me feel great. Loved everybody, loved the celebration. I'm going to tell you all something because I know you all felt it. Y'all, I know you all seen it at the end. Think there's more to it with Solo. Uh, he didn't want to be part of the celebration. If you notice, he never puts his hand up in the air when they're celebrating either. He uh, There's some stuff going on over there, and it's the littleness, the subtleness, which will also make him a bigger star. And he has been great since his addition to uh, getting called up on it from NXT into the bloodline. Love the promo. Uh, can relate to the promo with the uh, ongoings that are going on with Bully Ray and myself, but I digress. At least I showed up for work today. Um, and the, the ramifications of what we're going to see going forward. Um, this group is over, this group is added to it, but Kevin Owens spitting some truth. Uh, and that's a big, big thing. And looking again at solo where they're going to go from it, this whole bloodline Roman Reigns being the champ for so, so long, these are ways to continue how great this is and how another layer of this story will continue because you now you have uh I love it when they call them uh Sammy what do they call him Sammy Uso um uh man it was great. Gabby your thoughts 
<clears throat> excuse me. Oh my god. Why are you smiling um, when I just yell your name? Because I just <laughs> I like the way you say my name. Because you say okay, it right. with a period and then ask a question. Gabby. Period. Um, <laughs> no, I love everything that you just said. Honestly, I, the stuff with Solo has me so intrigued because I'm like, what? what what's going to happen? There's going to be a little bit of a disconnect. Something's going on there. And I love that. I like that he's not very vocal to try to give it away yet of like why he's not happy or why he's not into it. It's kind of just there and it's lingering and you know it's going to come out soon. I love that kind of stuff. It's foreshadowing. If you may, that's the big word for it, Tommy. You're foreshadowing something. Something's, something's storming, something's brewing. Um, something interesting that I did want to talk to you about that um, I, I'm going to do right now because I thought it was a kind of cool conversation that I had with someone on Thanksgiving. So I, I met someone on Thanksgiving that uh, for the first time, and she was much older woman. She was friends with my friend's mother. She's very, very old, and she was like, oh, my God, you talk about pro wrestling. I love pro wrestling. I was like, oh my God, really? I've never met, she had to be in her 60s, this woman, loved pro wrestling. So then, of course, I'm like, I got to pick her brain about Monday Night Raw. We got, we've got to talk about it. I brought up Kevin Owens to her, and I was just like, this person, what do you think about this person? Kevin Owens, obsessed with Kevin Owens, loves Kevin Owens. And I feel like Kevin Owens is such a pivotal fan favorite on Monday Night Raw. And then when he gives promos like he does, and when he talks, like, He's just so special because I don't know what it is about Kevin Owens that makes people like him so much. I don't know if it's the relatability. I don't know if it's just because he's so good at what he does. But he's so perfect in this storyline with the Usos and just what's going on. And I think it's a home run every time they're on. Every single time I'm invested in what's happening. And you know this about me, Tommy. I say this all the time. I don't ha- it doesn't have to be an amazing match for me to be into it because I know who I'm invested in. I know who I care about. And then that's how much I care about the matches that I see. And that's something that Kevin Owens brings to the table. And you add in the addition of the bloodline with everything. And it's... It's, it's just money to me. And I just thought it was interesting to talk to someone who kind of has just been watching since she was a child and people that stand out to her and Kevin Owens was one of them. And I think that goes to show why everything is working. And oh, yeah. it's, it, it's really, really cool to see. I think the bloodline is money. I'm excited to see what keeps happening with them. Obviously, you know, Roman's one of my top five, top three most likely, but the stuff with Solo is probably what's keeping me very invested because I'm excited to see what comes next because I love that he was brought up and I think it's going to really be big things and it's going to be kind of a passing of the torch moment when it does happen. Obviously not anytime soon, but I love to see the future of what's going to happen being brought up. It's a very, it's, it's emotional and it's very special that they are actually a family in real life and this is the kind of stuff that we're watching before our eyes. Um, so yeah, I I loved it. I wish I could have something to counter what you were going to say about it, but I liked it too much too. Paul, what were, what were your thoughts, Paul? I'm going to bring you in because. Well, a lot of what. Paul, period. What were your thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of what both of you said holds a lot of water. For starters, I love the timing of the music, uh, when it hit for Kevin Owens, because it was a real, will he, won't he join the group hug. And they 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 hit the amount of time perfectly before uh, you were he were going to get his reaction because it looked like he started to take his first like subtle movement forward and then the music hit and it stopped them so that was really awesome. Second of all, when it comes to solo, he is really a surprise breakout in that he's very subtle, doesn't do a whole lot, and yet you're interested in everything. I get 
to your point, Tommy, I could just see down the road somewhere where he does something that turns on the bloodline themselves, and you never hear him talk, and the first words out of his mouth are, I did it for The Rock. If he says something like that, oh. what a reaction that would get. Take my money. Yeah, right? So, like, that's that's a possibility. And then, like, while we're on the topic of, like, breakout stars, you have two examples of these factions or groups that are really clicking right now. And, you know, the bloodline is kind of its own separate entity where you don't have to spin out a star because you've already got a world champion. Whereas, I think while you were mentioning the Judgment Day last hour you're getting these, like, surprising spin-out stars from all four of them. Like, Damian Priest is being rehabilitated. Finn Balor certainly is being taken more seriously. Rhea Ripley was already kind of the biggest going into it, and she's continued that momentum. And then the big surprise is Dominic Mysterio, where, like, man, the heat that guy's generating. And if you think about it, like, one thing we didn't touch on with that was the match last night, the eight-person tag match. When Dom was in the ring, he was never in the ring for more than 10 consecutive seconds. He would come in, do damage, get a ton of booze, and go right back out. Like, they're keeping him protected for that sort of heat. So, overall, like, to your point, I didn't even mention Kevin Owens, but, Gabby, you mentioned you're you're not quite sure, like, almost, like, what is it about him that he makes such a connection? I just think he talks to you like a real person. He doesn't talk to you like a wrestler. He he talks like someone who has real emotions. Okay, Sammy, uh, you want to join the bloodline? That's great. You deserve the shine. It's been so many years. It's time for people to see your talent. I'm done with you, but it's time for everybody to see the world as I see you. So there was so much going on in that promo that it just felt like you weren't watching wrestling. You were just watching people talk to each other, and that was exciting. It didn't seem like, oh, the words were coming out of their mouth. They weren't yelling and screaming necessarily, but they were excited. It was just like it, it caught you. Yep. Uh, Andre, you're a big Kevin Owens uh, fan. Uh, what connected you with KO? Well, first things first, the body image says it all. As a big guy myself, I feel underrepresented through the years, whether it's on television in general or even in wrestling. But to see someone of I, of my size what i identify myself as kicking butt winning titles and being on such a spotlight it just drew me in as early as nxt back in 2015 kevin owens versus finn balor in the at brooklyn in that ladder match right then and there i'm like wow this guy is amazing and now seven years later and kevin owens is just even better than what he was as in Kevin Owens in 2015 sold me already, and I already saw him as a future world champion, and indeed he became universal champion afterward. But now we're seeing a Kevin Owens unlike any other, whether it's him mixed with the stunner and adding more attitude to his promos. He evolved well, and we all got to see him grow up and evolve in, this, in the WWE, and now we get to enjoy it every single bit. But one thing Uh, I want to add on Sola Sokoa here, sorry, Tommy, but there's one big thing about Sola Sokoa that I'm really looking into, and he is the enforcer of the bloodline, and he's not celebrating with them. One person that was like that close to 20 years ago was Batista. And when Batista's in evolution, he didn't get much of the spotlight. He was silent. Orton became world champion, intercontinental champion. Flair built evolution with Triple H. Batista didn't say much, but when he did, and when he turned on Triple H in 05, 
that led to explosion after explosion all leading up to WrestleMania. And Solo Sokoa will definitely do that. Maybe not this Mania, but WrestleMania 40, I could see that happening. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Gabby, to answer your uh, one thing, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Kevin Owens learned how to speak English by watching wrestling. Um, oh God, which is, a, yeah, I mean, his native is uh, French. And I can't believe he doesn't have much of an accent. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's because he grew up listening to Jim Ross. And uh, that's how he learned his English, which I think is great. Um, and it's a relatable factor. Like Paul said, he's got the way he talks. He has a lot of intangibles, the way he looks. Um and from a heel or for a baby face, but eventually, uh, specifically as a baby face, he could get look like a badass. He can get sympathy. He has all the tools that make it for a top guy in the business. And he's already been to the top as well as you look at how he did his match last night. I thought his match was great with all those people, the moving body parts out there, stunner hit and rolled out, got out selling on the stage while everyone's like, what? They couldn't believe they lost. He used every single person in that match. Um, Cause I always say, if you're out there, you need to be used. And if you're also out there and I could just say, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson took a chop from Ricky Steamboat, which blew the roof off of a building. And Arn's like, Arn had to be taken out because why wouldn't he do something to interfere? Because he would want not want to see his team lose. And these are all key, key things of psychology when you're a, a professional. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. wrestler this is adam shine host of the adam shine podcast here to tell you you can listen to my podcast all year round i'll give you my nfl picks against the spread give you fantasy advice all season long while being joined by the best guests in all of sports he's aaron Rodgers of the green bay packers this is what i expect you know i expect to play well every year we release episodes of the adam shine podcast every week subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the sxm app included with most subscriptions the adam shine podcast for me, Seth Rollins, uh, great. My MVP, love everything about him. Love that shirt. Actually used to wear that shirt. Something missed. The mesh days of the rock days. Yes, imagine Tommy Dreamer's physique in a shirt like that. It is true. I used to wear stuff like that. I'm watching Gabby eat cake while she's uh, working here because she's in a cake coma. Uh, Austin Theory, don't understand uh, why they went the route that they did where he cashed it in, didn't win it, but then he did win it. Enjoyed the match. Kind of felt it was a throwaway. I think you could have had him have that money in the bank as well as then eventually cash in 
his thing while he's still the U.S. champion, but that's uh, not my decision. Hopefully they're on the right case for Austin Theory. I'm not 100% sold on it. I am sold on Seth Rollins. And I would like to say one other thing before I take it to Gabby, Paul, Andre, and then the nation. I feel someone who's been put on the back burner, and I don't know why, Matt Riddle. Um, kind of feel he's the star. And after his matches with Roman Reigns, kind of went down the pecking order, and I don't know why. Um, guy gets great reactions. I understand the comedy thing, but he has that Rob Van Dam vibe, and Rob Van Dam uh, went super-duper high within the WWE no pun intended. Uh, Paul, your thoughts of Theory and Seth Rollins. All right, so a couple things. First of all, to your point about Riddle, I think Riddle may have needed a bit of a rehabilitation because being apart from Randy Orton, and we wish him well because apparently like he, he may have had a, a – still has a significant injury, but um, I think being now apart from Randy Orton from as, for as long as he had, maybe WWE felt some of the shine might have come off of him a little bit, and now they need mm-hmm. to kind of break him down, build up a new character. I'm personally not into this tag team with Elias, but hey, like it's still the beginnings of it. Let's see where it goes. I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot, but Riddle feels more like a single star waiting to happen, to your point. Now, I disagree with you on Austin Theory. Um, I do believe that this was the right call um, to give him this new persona, to have him win the U.S. championship on a fluke was kind of cool, too, because you just don't you don't see it that often. Like you in theory, if you're like paint by numbers, you want to make theory look strong and he, he beats Lashley so he doesn't beat Rollins and then they can have that face off but by making him look like a fluky champion it gives Rollins more ammunition to come out the next night and continue to call him kid and obviously get under his skin because it's like hey congratulations you won on a fluke big deal like I'm still the man of Monday Night Raw which is what Rollins said and so it's like now you have some ongoing issues and I do think like Gabby and I mentioned it in the break, like you asked who was the MVP of Raw this last month, and I, I, I think you could easily make a case for theory at least the the last half of this month that he's been great. So to me, I liked everything about the the face off last night, and even the build to get to where we are now made sense for both characters. Hmm. Andre, your thoughts. This one's a little bit tricky for me because I'm not emotionally invested in in this feud between Theory and Rollins. And I love Seth and Agreed. love the character he's in, but I one thing that surprises me when it comes to Theory is the character arc that they put him through. Because for months we just thought that okay, he's gonna start slipping away, fading away. That we might see him, you know, become the biggest thing in NXT, like come back there, beat Braun Breaker or something. But to see him just skyrocket out of that triple threat match and the way that they did it with Rollins not being involved in the very like last bit of it I can see something big happening with theory I just can't put my finger on it yet so for for me right now this is a developing story that I am slowly keeping an eye on because it looks like it's going to get good in a few months time maybe closer to the rumble interesting Gabby so as Paul said, like I, I would say Austin Theory has been my MVP overall easily the past month or so, just because, uh, g- generally speaking, we've seen Austin Theory go from a boy to a man this year. 
in in my opinion, from what he was doing in NXT, even when he came in, the selfie stuff kind of being the, you know, the the funny lackey in his group at NXT with Gargano and, and everyone, um, to now him standing face-to-face with Seth Rollins, with Dolph, with these guys, and, you know, he's got a beard now. He's, he's a man. He's, like, I'm sorry. I just look at him like a completely different person than what I had seen from him even six months ago. And... To evolve someone as much as he has from not just because of who he's been out with, but he holds his own with these people that he's out with. This is Seth Rollins, you know? These are people that are veterans, some of the best in the game right now, and he's literally, it's as if he's been doing it for so, so long. Um, And what I like about Austin Theory, too, is like you've seen kind of his progress photos. I don't know why I saw this pop up on my timeline the other day. But it was like theory like years ago and like how much he's evolved, just like his body and everything because he was like a skinny young guy. And then like what he's evolved to now, he's he's ridiculous. Like his body and muscle, like he is a very pristine athlete and the way he looks and oh yeah, he's funny on the mic. And oh yeah, he can talk and he can hang and he can make you hate him. But like also like he's kind of endearing in my opinion and I kind of love him. So I, I really do think the evolution of Austin Theory has been done very well. And I don't think it's stopping anytime soon. And I think he's going to be a megastar and I'm excited to see it happen because he's so young. But he has so much to bring. So he's my MVP by far. And I loved what I saw uh, last night with him and Seth. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, I I like Austin Theory. I think he's a hell of a heel. I like all the, the progress we're seeing. I understood the whole winning of the money in the bank. I never understood going after the secondary title of anything with it and then losing. And then maybe it's two to three weeks later, and now you're that said same champion. If he still had that money in the bank, um, that tight that the u.s title if you went the same route minus him losing and putting the title on him while he still had the money in the bank would add more cachet to him then it also goes to is he ever going to face roman reigns so that answer would be no and that's when you have when you have one champion an undisputed champion that you can't uh you know digress or or go a different route with the guy so i could see why they did it just don't know um why they would go the route just to have him still have the U.S. title that he didn't cash in. That That's my only weirdness, well, Tommy, but yes. One thing on this, because like, I, I wanted to ask, like, were you buying the explanation from Theory no. that followed the next week? So you didn't, you didn't like the fact that he was saying, no one can touch Roman Reigns. The bloodline has always been there. I've tried a couple of times, and you know, there's always been something in my way. So you were saying, like, to, to your point, you're saying that that explanation doesn't make sense to why theory would would cash in i at 51 year old tommy dreamer would face roman reigns do i know he could beat i would never admit that he's better than me he's this he's that and at his age the way he is never then it's also um i'm gonna go after the secondary title and i'm also gonna lose um, to that secondary title. Now I have that secondary title. I understand why they went there, but no one is better than you, especially if you're a narcissistic heel like he's supposed to be. And if it was, I would have dangled that over um, 
till it was one day before I cashed that thing in and dangled it like, you know, I'm better than Roman Reigns. I'm just going to pick my time, blah, blah, blah. Even if it was a one-off and he lost to Roman Reigns and then built this new character, but at least he tried, he lost. Because then in a heel's mind, I can, well, I lost because of interference. I lost because I was distracted because there was four other guys. I lost because there was Pauline. In a heel's mind, you could do anything like that. Um, anyway, I just feel he'd have more stock if he still had that money in the bank with him and the U.S. title uh, with him as well. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.